family is truly desperate. When people get desperate, the knives come out. This is a twisted web. And we are not finished untangling it. Not yet. All right, let's chat about Knives Out. Knives Out. Knives Out. Joe's pick. Yeah, this this falls straight into my like multiple storylines all weaving together murder mystery kind of movie that I like. Um, but I'm curious to know what you guys thought. Have you guys seen this before? Yes. Yes. I had not. What'd y'all think? Again, I just watched five minutes, turned it off. Kind of like the liquor man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I really liked it. I was a big fan. Uh, I went into this not remembering if I'd seen it because I feel like there's been a couple years of this like murder mystery being very popular this kind of like whole style so I was like I think I I think I saw it I don't think I did uh overall super liked it super liked it I love it super (laughs) yeah I've I've seen this before and I liked it I mean I'm I like murder mystery movies Uh, what did you guys think think of Daniel Craig in this one I loved it. I thought I just thought the cast was ridiculously oh, it's so crazy. Good. It's amazing. Like the cast is so good in this movie. Great cast. I hated Daniel Craig's accent <laughs> for like the first like the majority of it until the end, and then I was like, okay, I get it. Just right. because he he's one of those actors who like I know him from other roles. Like it, the accent just feels so out of place for him specifically because of like how I know him so the like first half of the movie I was like I I just why I know that's not how he sounds I thought he did a great job with that though like oh so good yeah it's just one of those things it's like with audiobooks for me if the author doesn't read it but I know what the author sounds like it bugs me so bad because I'm like constantly like that's not the sound I'm expecting right right (laughs) but by the end of it I was like oh I like this character like I, I get the uh, the accent. I'm, I'm I'm bought into the whole character. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I like everybody. And I don't know what it is, but I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of Michael Shannon. I don't know why. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe just how he looks. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm Which never one like, is oh, Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon movie. He's the guy with the 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 cane. I don't remember his name. Oh, Walt. Walt. He's kind of a. He always yeah. plays that similar Character. role too. I feel like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's fine. I mean, he's fine, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh... The thing that I feel like stood out to me about this movie compared to most movies is like, and I, I didn't realize this until this this time I was watching it. But you know more about the like what actually happened, or at least what you think actually happened. Like usually you go through for this type of a movie, most of the movie not knowing what actually happened, and then you know, you kind of slowly get the big reveal at the end. With this one, you kind of followed Marta's character and you knew what happened. Um, Yet somehow they still at the end had like a twist on even that. But I feel like uh, it was nice because you were able to like, like you you felt like you had the inside scoop, um, but you were still like getting strung along and finding out more as you went. So in that sense, I thought it was, it was very, it was very fun compared to even most like murder mystery type movies. Uh, Cause it wasn't just one big grand reveal. You kind of knew the story as you were going. And then at the end there was yet another twist, you know? Um, That's what I liked about it. I mean, I, 
like it's, it kind of breaks the mold a little bit for you know how how movies go like it you know mm-hmm. i don't know if i don't know what the time code was when they revealed like what happened with marta and you know all it that was stuff, like a third of the way into the movie yeah yeah it's pretty it's early cool, it's cool yeah. how they do that yeah that's what i was gonna say basically the same thing of like that's why i really liked it because i think too in general like really good storytelling or like I think about this a lot in terms of like comedy writing or like stand-up specifically, is there's this like sweet spot of you want to let the audience guess certain things that are happening. So they're like engaged, but you want to keep everything else a surprise. But there's this like sweet spot of like letting them guess just enough to keep you like enthralled, but like everything else is a shocker. And this, yeah, like a third of the way through not only do they tell you what happened, they kind of like show you, walk you through step by step. And I'm thinking, what the hell's the rest of the movie? You're walking us through the entire thing, you know, like, and they do such a good job of that, like where you're trying to put it together and you can kind of put some things together, but then they're just like, oh, here's a curveball. It's a donut in a donut hole. (laughs) Donut in a donut hole. Honestly, that might've been my favorite scene watching this a second time. He talks about a donut for like 30 seconds straight. I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut. And what you and Harlan did that fateful night seems at first glance to fill that hole perfectly. A donut hole in a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer. And when we do, we see the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. <laughs> I did I notice he, uh, they say nights out in it yes. that I remember us talking about in a previous. Um, do you remember what episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, the little things. Little things, right? Um, and I did love. I think it was at the very beginning during the interviews. Uh, just though it just felt so ti- like it's like a timepiece almost, but it's still rooted in like today but vague enough where in the future it won't be. But like mm-hmm. when she, she said like, I read some, I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you mm-hmm. to the detective. And I was like, oh, I love that saying. Like, <laughs> I just love that one line they threw in there. I saw a I like, tweet yeah. about a New Yorker article about you. I like that. Cause like, yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like a lot of these types of movies they are, you know, supposed to be in the past you know like probably their early 1900s or late 1800s and it's kind of fun because like i did see myself checking during the movie i was like wait is this modern or is this based in the past but they did a good job mm-hmm. of modernizing it and making it um connect with the, like the real world yeah i like that aspect of it too because it's just different we don't, we've never really seen that before have you guys seen clue no but i was actually thinking oh, that i probably Joe. would like that movie it is the epitome of a great murder mystery movie it is so this house good. reminds me of clue i think they actually just said that in the, it's in the similar, yeah there's a line they said where like this movie is basic the, the house is basically out of clue right yeah yeah exactly i think you guys would really like it it's kind of it's kind of got that dry humor but not enough for me it's like perfect it's like perfect amount it's not too dry but it's like i don't know great cast i recommend it <laughs> so anyway moist check it out dry but a little moist <laughs> I really like I, I really liked the uh, editing in this one though. The editing and the camera work stood out to me. Um, just a little different how they kind of spliced things in there. Also, I mean, 
amazing set, but oh super God. well written as well, because there was a lot of um, things I picked up on the second time, even that I didn't pick up on the first time, like uh, the, uh, the, the dad, uh, the, the guy, the author, I forget his name. Um, what is his name? There's an H, right? It's like Harlan a, Frog. Yeah, Harlan. Right. Um, when he was about to, or when they were up uh, and they were playing that game, he said something along the lines of like, you know, you don't know which knife is real and which knife is fake. You know, that came back at the mm. end and it was a fake knife um, or, or even things uh, that they, they called back to later uh, of when like the, the housekeeper um, stated that her, you know, cousin worked at the, uh, the, you know, the, the police the, spot, what? the forensics lab, forensics thing. lab. That's right. it. Yeah. Um, but they, they, I thought they did a good job of writing in those things early where if you're, you know, if you're just watching it and you don't know why that would be important, you, you'll just gloss right over it. But watching it a second time, you can kind of pick up on that kind of stuff and be like, Oh, that's, you know, there it is. Um, so I think that's fun. Yeah. I did like Chris Evans character a lot. I, I, okay, I wrote that down, not to interrupt you, but I wrote that down and I was like, it's crazy. He plays Captain America. He's like the epitome of Captain America, but he also plays this type, type of character really, really well. Like cocky, rich kid. I'm like, how does that work? We love you, but and also it, hate you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, he's it's so good because when he, he's first introduced, he's an asshole, but you, you like him. Like you want to like that character. And at first, you know, I thought he was going to be like the cool character you know, helps her out. And it's like, yeah, screw my family. Like, they don't get it. You know, like this. Whole, and then you obviously start to go, like, there's something going on. You don't really get it yet. But through the whole time until the very end, I like liked him as, you know, a character. And you're like, oh, this is such a good role for him. Mm -hmm. It's like a good, he's here to help out and screw his family over. Seriously, it reminded yeah. me of the, uh, how like in The Invisible Man, you didn't really see like the, you know, the, the, the boyfriend guy until towards the end of it. And so like, you, you just thought he was this like monstrous dude. And then you see him and he like looks kind of normal and it almost like humanizes him a bit. I, I thought that was kind of how they handled Chris Evans character. Cause you didn't really see much of him. And they were like all like the entire family was just bashing him. They're like, you know, he's the black sheep of the family. He sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> and, but then like, you know, he ends up being super personable for, you know, a chunk of the movie until you realize that, you know, it's him pulling the strings, but mm -hmm. yeah, he did a great job with that role. Even when he rolls in right off the gate, when they're like, Hugh, he's like, don't call me Hugh, call me ransom. Only the help calls me Hugh. And he's like being a dick, but he's also like, just use my informal name. You know, like, I don't, you don't need mm -hmm. to call me that, but also being a dick. And you're like, Oh, there's this like balance. It's like. So a New Yorker. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I didn't actually hear or really piece together till this time that when the the uh, help was in that like laundromat thing and she, she I I thought she was saying you did it but they like must have very intentionally picked that name because you know Hugh and you uh -huh. were so close <laughs> you never would have picked that up to you know unless they explicitly called attention to that probably oh yeah, not at all oh, yeah, <laughs> I would not have picked up on that. <laughs> When you were watching it through, like, did you kind of have an idea of what it was going to be or like, what did you expect? Or like, did you think, was there a specific person that you thought maybe killed, killed him or? No, I mean, I think 
they like show you exactly what happened. So like mm -hmm. the first time when I saw it, like, you know, basically up until they showed you what happened, I was like, I don't know what happened, but, um, <laughs> once, once they show you, I'm like, okay, so that that's where we're at. Um, <laughs> but you know, there was still a lot of unanswered questions, but you, you kind of, I feel like you felt it as if you were like probably the, uh, the two detectives who are just like, yeah, this is cut and dry. Like, you know, we're good to go. But there was just enough of like, you know, like who hired um, the detective and like those types of questions where you're like, no, it's not all completely wrapped up here. And then they kind of un unraveled it again and then brought it back together, which was kind of cool. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I feel like I, I don't think there was any like, like, oh, I suspect this one person, like mm -hmm. they all had motive to do it. Um, right. So. I don't know. It was more like, like I, I felt on my toes the first time I watched this, I didn't really know what to expect. And that's the beauty of murder mysteries. It's like, you're, you're basically living like as the detective essentially, which mm -hmm. is really cool. I thought like the whole family at one point, like had done it together, but not knowing they did it together. Kind of like they all basically tried to kill him. And Cold so they movie. all had a hand basically <laughs> exactly, but they don't think they're in a cult which is, I guess, a cult movie, um, you know, but, the, you know, and so they all are like, oh, no, I killed him, but they all think that, but right. it didn't happen. I do like how, like, that running, how, like, horrible but nice they are to Marta, I mean, fake nice, and, like, yeah. how there's the running, like, they're like, she's from Uruguay, she's from Paraguay, you're Brazilian nurse, you know, like, they keep getting it wrong, but they're like, you know, and then all of them are like, you know, I wanted you at the funeral, but everyone else outvoted me, but they all say that. And she's like the nicest one. Is it a real condition that if you lie, you have to throw up? I'm sure someone has it. Although, okay, with that, I don't know. I, that didn't, I didn't believe that too much. That wasn't, I don't know. I thought it was almost just like too perfect of a situation. Like, of course, she's the one who has to, you know. Yeah. I didn't, I was curious if it's a real thing too, because the, the only reason I didn't buy it was like, I was like, oh, if someone was like this, which I could believe, they don't strike me as the person that would also then like, she'd throw up if she lied, but then she'd like do all these sneaky things and like jump in the right. car and sneak out and do, you know, all that. And then she was fine, but it was just like truly the act of telling a lie that made her vomit, you know? Mm. And I'm, right. I could see someone thrown up, but I also feel like they'd be the person who'd be way too nervous to do any of this other stuff. Exactly. Yeah, totally. When she's driving away from the police <laughs> at like <laughs> another place where you're like, this is why I almost wish and why I like movie theaters. I wish I could disable that bar that shows me how far into the movie I am. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wish I could just take that off so I don't accidentally ever hit it or anything. Because at some points it's like that, you're like, oh, it must be getting wrapped up. So this is probably what's happening. And then you're like, no, there's 40 minutes left. So this can't be it. And, you know, like about to hit a turn. I completely agree with you though. Cause like sometimes I'll be watching something and I don't want to like, if I see, if I'm not enjoying a movie too much and there's like an hour left, I'm probably not going to finish it. But like, if I didn't know, I'm kind of <laughs> still curious on what's going to happen. I don't know. I agree. I wish you could turn that time, like the time. Yeah, I take my, I take my watch off before I go into a theater specifically so i don't look at the time while i'm in a theater mm -hmm. for sure oh yeah would you guys i thought this house like was sweet i 
you know, if this was a, like a set you could go tour or something, I would be super into that. I, I mean, it, I think it is a house. I doubt it's like a set. It looks like a real house it exists somewhere. So I assume we could, I got well, like, I like out. the, like the decorations though, like, mm-hmm. like that knife chair, like game of Thrones esque. Uh, it was cool. That was great. You could build one. I, you could build one. That's true. Be a scary death trap. <laughs> Welcome to my office. Uh, here's <laughs> I do love like murder mysteries for the sole reason, like the location they take place at. Like mansions are always such a fun. Um, have you guys seen Ready or Not, the, the, the Ready or Not movie? It's essentially a murder mystery. Joe, I think you'd really like it. Um, like it's it. more of a comedy. It's like a horror comedy. Um, it's pretty well done. I wasn't a huge fan, but I'm not a huge horror comedy fan. But it's it's that's, it's like very similar to like this in a way, set in the mansion and super super cool. They always look. I good. love like old school, like the trap doors, hidden mm-hmm. like bookshelf, bookshelf. There's a there's a like a mansion in Rochester. I think it's called like the Lions Mansion or something. One of those mansions up there that was like you know I think donated by the family. And there's just like a fence there now. And that was always like my dad would bring us well, like right. there because there's like trap doors. I had to sit through a three hour lecture on cat eyeballs when I was like 12 <laughs> to go. I can, my dad would never bring us to take your child to work day. The one time I did convince him, <laughs> I think he knew what he was doing, ended up in a lecture on cat eyeballs for three hours. But it was in a cool mansion like this. You know, and they had like where the piano player would come in. There was a secret door right behind it that they could like go directly out and then hidden bookshelf into this like loft area that overlooked this room. So like you knew there was a room up there, but you didn't know how to get there. That's really cool. I love that. That's such a fun. Oh, it's so cool. And like when designing these houses, like you obviously think of that. It's like, oh, I'm going to have a trap door. Yeah, like the hidden window in this one. Yeah. Where it's like it looks like a real window, and then you open it's not there, and you just like open the wall. It's just a window, right? Like that one's bizarre. That one. Yeah, it's like it's just like uh, purely for outside aesthetics. Uh, you know, no practical function inside. You're like, you're like, I get the like hidden bookshelf to a cool room. You're like, I just I want a window here. Don't want anyone to know from the inside. <laughs> yeah, I want a door that opens via piano keys one day that'd be fun Ooh. or like a you note like or like play a, a... a certain song or something that'd be really it's cool. like opening up to like your back cave or something exactly know? the raider cave <laughs> um something that i um being nitpicky here but i i know a lot of murder mystery or most murder mysteries kind of rely on you know obviously the backstory and like things like that because you have to understand what leads up to the events that do happen and usually they I feel like in Murray Mysteries, they like to explain what, what happens at first and then kind of the rest of the movie is kind of leading up to why that happened. And I'm not a huge like flashback person. Like I don't like flashbacks too much. Like when there's a flashback episode in, this, in like a season, I'm like, come on, just make that the first episode. God. It's <laughs> why do you have to do this? Um, it, I just don't like them. And first, so for me, this is a little too flashbacky. I know it was obviously the whole story, but I don't. That's just my nitpicky opinion is about flashbacks, but there's just like felt a little too much. But I know we needed all the information, so I mean, what can you do? <laughs> that makes me curious what you think about like Memento. It's a fine line. It's hard. It's there's, I have varied feelings about it. 
Like I appreciate it. It's a great movie. I don't know. I just I would rather see things linear than kind of hop around. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of a good unit of measurement for our ratings this time. Um, Ooh, I, feel, I feel like I knives is knives. kind of a cop out, but <laughs> you could do um, um, oh, donuts. <laughs> donuts. Donuts and donut holes. <laughs> oh, speaking of the di- before we do that, I really like um. I think it's like Keith. His name is like Keith Steinfeld. Steinfeld. He's the uh, other cop, the other officer. Um, I really Which like one? him. He what I can't remember his name. I'm gonna look it up. The dorky one or the cool one? The cool one. The cool one. Yeah. He was in Get Out. It was really good to get out. He was in Sorry Not to Bother You, which was really good. Uh, I was gonna say I like the other cop a lot, the really dorky one. Like just from the at the get-go when he's like such a fan while they're explaining things. Yeah. Gives me a lot of like thought he was Pete Holmes, the comedian, just the way he <laughs> his like whole vibe, but it I just like, oh, I love this. That he's like a detective on a murder suicide case. And he's just like, oh my God, that part. That's so cool. Oh my God. I think he's the same guy who made the Hamilton reference, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. And it, maybe he was on the that, receiving end of that. I don't know. Yeah, it was uh Jamie Lee Curtis's like husband. Right. Right. Who he like, was just like, was yeah, like, that's a great play. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Immigrants we get the job done even though he's not an immigrant <laughs> and he's just like hamilton right <laughs> yeah like mm-hmm. i mean i guess that's maybe one more thing that makes you think about the time period like it was just like present day um mm-hmm. but i don't know kind of kind of cringy but you know good it's, it's funny enough it didn't bother me too yeah. much so yeah i, I kind of like it but i think there is also i i don't know if this is true don't quote me on this but i think there's a sequel uh, with Daniel Craig, like not the same family or the story, but I think the same character, Daniel Craig's character. Oh. It's like a different. That'd be piece. cool. It was the same guy who did the new Star Wars movies. I was, hold on. I did not know that. I was going to say, what's the Star Wars that we saw in Portland with Charlie? Oh, was that the Rogue, Rogue One, maybe? Or no? Uh, yeah, I think so. Was it? I just. I was going to say when you're talking about like the Hamilton reference and how like it's kind of cringy, but it works. And I just remember that the Star Wars movie we saw, it was like good, except there were these like certain moments they tried so hard to like, you know, it's like Han Solo was like in front of like the army and right before like the battle happened, it kind of like cut to him and he like said something like modern, but really cringy humor. And then it just kept going. You were like, why was that in there? It was so foreign. Yeah. I think Marvel. But I didn't feel that way. Precedent. I didn't know it was the same writer, but when we were talking about it, I instantly I always think of that Star Wars movie. Right. I, I yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the new Star Wars. Like I don't even think I saw the last one. But I this movie I really liked. I think this is more of I don't know. I feel like what the problem my problem at least was like he did a really good job writing this movie and directing this movie, but I feel like it doesn't translate well into a Star Wars film. Like I want to see I don't want jokes every two seconds in a Star Wars movie. It's yeah. kind of like what they do with the Mar- some of the Marvel movies. Like Avengers, Age of, Ult- Age of Ultron, there's literally a joke every four words. <laughs> I was like, come on, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do and ratings? I- Let's do it. Hmm? I'm going to go nine donut holes. Hmm. 
I, I, I like this movie. I thought it was good. Like we know nine donut holes, not enough. Never, well, I was just gonna say I don't even know. Holes. I don't even know what I would give ten in donut holes to, but so so this is a pretty this is a pretty solid rating for me. But I, I yeah. liked this movie. I will say I liked this more than Bad Times the El Royale. I think they're both up there though. Um, I go with a nine too. I'll go nine. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts Munchkins, brought mm. to you by. <laughs> Let's get sponsored by Duncan. Uh, no, I want some Timbits. I know. Ooh. So, I'd so say, yours yeah. is a nine. Nine. Right? I'm going with a nine too. Awesome. I am going to give this an eight point five. Um, I just I think one point for the flashbackness, and then half a point for the puking thing, which I wasn't a huge fan of. But other than that, <laughs> great movie. Loved it. I this is always a fun one. Um, definitely gonna rewatch it at some point. I feel like it's one you can come back to and just kind of throw it on in the background and just the casting. Uh, I just can't get over it. How they so got all those people to get together. Uh, is this your, well, how would you compare Jamie Lee Curtis in this as compared to Halloween? She's the same character. <laughs> no, It's funny because I feel like a lot of roles, like well, her more recent roles, especially, especially after Halloween, I just, I feel like she's playing a very similar, I don't know. I think she's just done. She's like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to act anymore. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm like all right i mean she she was really good in the new halloween yeah movie. she's she's great i like her and tony collette oh awesome little miss sunshine yeah oh i don't think we have so i don't think we have any it's locations but if we can find the house uh we got to get that yeah. into into the app i will do that as soon as i can yeah but cool yeah so mine's eight and a half donut holes that is my rating nine nine eight and a half great Son, solid pick joe yeah. What about uh, movie Fair. news? Any any good movie news? Can I announce my pick first and then? Oh, right. right, yeah, right. Do it. Move. Yes. Uh, just since we're coming off such a strong pick, I'm going to do the little things again. <laughs> uh, I'm no, going to do that. <laughs> I had a hard time picking a lot of good options, going with another classic. From the childhood, not as iconic as Bowfinger, but we're gonna go with the 1999 hit film Mystery Men. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. Yes. I am about it. I cannot wait to rewatch that. I thought you'd seen it, Joe. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I okay. think you like this one. I mean, I I re- remember bringing it up before and hearing Joe B say he saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, but I was like, this this will be a good one, I think. I've only seen it like twice and it was when I was a kid really. So I haven't seen it in a long time. So I'm excited to revisit it. I haven't seen it in a long time as no. well. Oh, I'm excited. That'll be ben fun. About it, though. Good call. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. We should all dress up as a superhero when we do the podcast. Ooh. Maybe David Pumpkins. <laughs> he kind of probably could be in this movie. I mean, yeah. without... <laughs> Honestly, though. This is good. <laughs> part of the team. He's part of the mystery men. That's cool. I'm excited. Fun. Um, movie news though anything uh movie news the only thing i I wanted to mention is i didn't i mean i knew they were making this but i didn't realize it was coming out soon but a a quiet place too it was supposed to come out last year but the covid i feel like that's probably the case with a lot of the movies that are coming out right now because a lot of them they've Mm. postponed a few of them they tried to like 
you know, stream at home kind of model, but like, I feel like more held out than anything. I'm what excited about the, for a quiet place too. I'm sure. Talking about James Bond, Daniel Craig, what happened to the James Bond movie that was supposed to come out like right when COVID started and it was like called Die Another Day and they were like, no, 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 no. Well, they pushed and then it they back. Like, Turns out the plot was all about a global pandemic. (laughs) I think they finished it. I honestly, I think it's supposed to come out this year. And it's funny because the lead, the Bond girl is on the armist as well. So it's like they're in this movie together and they're in the new Bond movie together. But it hasn't come out yet still, right? No, no, no. It hasn't come out yet. Because they literally just kept pushing it. They were like, it was ready to go like in March in theaters. And then they were like, we'll we'll wait. And now they keep are like, we'll just. Oh, it's okay. It's October 8th of this year. And it is called No Time to Die. No Time Die to Another die. Day is a Bond movie, but it's that one's from the yeah. 90s. Pierce yeah. Brosnan. The best. I'll go see it. When I, yeah, when I said that, I was like, I, I feel like I know Die Another Day, though. Do they rename these? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I don't see, I have no idea. I just watch it for the action. Also, some know. somewhat related, but um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like love the first Venom movie, but I love the Venom character, as we know from from mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man. And then there's a Venom movie coming out soon, I think. Venom two, you, the Ooh. Carnage movie, and it's yeah. Carnage's first uh, live yeah. action appearance, which, which is like, really cool. I I hope it's good. I don't know. We'll find out, but like mm-hmm. I'll probably watch it. They're also marketing Kong versus Godzilla like crazy right now, which I do not like their marketing. That's such a cliche. It's like. The red side, the blue side. Let's blend them together and make this gradient, and then have the characters have like their separate sides on the movie poster. I'm like, this is such a. Ugh. They're so lazy now. Tell Come me on. How you really feel. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, literally everything is between two sides, and it's blue and red. I mean, if you start, even like in brands, if you start looking at things, Apologies. you go down like a toothpaste style. Half of it's all Colgate owned red. Half of it's Crest, all blue. Like just aisles and stores, everything is just like red and blue. Did not know that. That's all the marketing is. So all- <laughs> well, I don't like it from the movie posters. <laughs> They're like Godzilla, King Kong. Just do the same thing. Just- oh, the new Mortal Kombat movie. The trailer came out for that one. James is that- Wan is producing it. Um, I'm Ooh. pretty stoked on. It. I actually really like the Mortal Kombat movie from the '90s, the first one at least. It's really fun, um, but this one—I mean, this one looks pretty sweet. Just like—I mean, it's just like an action blockbuster movie, but it should be a fun it. movie, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I watched uh, a 2015 movie I had never heard about, True Story, which was Jonah Hill and James Franco. Ooh. Don't yeah. know how I never heard about it. I'm on a big Jonah Hill kick right now. Almost you always Jonah are. Movie. Yeah. I know he's the best. <laughs> he's. I uh, know, but it was like a. It's this like murder James Franco plays. It's a true story. I think in Newport, Oregon took place. Oh. Some guy like killed his whole family. John Hill plays this New York Times reporter who was like fired. And then he is meeting with this guy. Crazy story. Not a great movie. Mm. But interesting. All right. That's cool. Interesting. I, wa- I watched this really great movie. Hold on. I got to get the name of it because I always... Um, it was on Shutter. Take the ten. I take the ten. It was called. It was from nineteen. It's from the eighties. It's like an eighties slasher. Um, but I've never heard of it until I was on Shutter, and it was. It's called Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, and actually really solid movie. 
I'm not even kidding. I'm really, all into this movie based on the title. I might put it on the wheel just to, for you guys to watch it. It's Butcher Baker Nightmare. Butcher Maker. Baker Nightmare. And then the, the IMDb is Night Morning, so they changed it. I don't know why, because that's such a great title. But Oh, yeah. Don't change it. Butcher Baker I want a bakery named that. Right? Butcher Baker. The title doesn't make sense for the movie, but it's still a great movie. So I would recommend that Have- for sure. <laughs> Guys, half butcher shop, half bakery, butcher baker, nightmare maker. That sounds great. I'm in. I'm all about it. Take my money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I also watched uh, Amityville Two. The possession. Dude, there's there's that's like the longest running franchise. There's like 14 of them. Oh wow. (laughs) There's so many. Know that. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many Amityville movies, and you literally. I feel like a lot of them are just a ghost story and they just throw the name Amityville on there to get the clout. <laughs> so it works. Cool. Is, uh, should we wrap it up or is there anything else you guys yeah. want to share? Mystery men next week. I'm excited. Me too. Jesse's probably really stoked like... that he has, a, he had a pick in three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Then we're going to come back and I'll be like, I just, I remembered it being so good. How was it so bad? <laughs> I'm excited. I've never seen it. I have no expectation, but I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Yep. All all about it. As long as one of us hasn't seen a pick, I'm super excited. It's usually me, but this time it's not. (laughs) What's your pick? There you go.